Bobby Bones post show pre show. Oh boy. A good show. Jake Owens coming up in a minute. Well, where do we start? The perfect Friday night in. If you're listening to this on a Friday, this is what people say is the perfect Friday night in. Number one, you're done with work by 5.52 p.m. For us, it's like noon. Yeah. We just work oh, a lot early. Yeah. yeah. Number two, cheesecake for dessert. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. It's best dessert. Number three, settled in on the couch to binge watch three episodes of a TV show by 8.13 p.m. Yes. Mm, Having a beer or a glass of wine. That's what I'm talking about. Spending 27 minutes on social media. I'm just getting started, baby. <laughs> You've already done that. Gosh, that's my stretch. <laughs> Taking a bubble bath and then in bed by 11 p.m. That is what most people feel like is the perfect Friday night. I would say that's not someone 25 or below. Correct. But I, even old Morgan's starting to go, you know what? Maybe I don't need to go as hard anymore. <laughs> it's true. I don't. So, I, I really don't. My body can't take it anymore. And you turn 27? Next week, yeah. So now wow. now I'm down to one night out a weekend, you know? Yeah. And then the other night I'm binging TV shows. You know, I'm trying to watch The Boys right now on Amazon. Love that show. It's what? To me, it's perfect. Well, Caitlin doesn't like it, so I have to watch it when she's uh, not. That's tough, man. And she works from home because she, she's not going in the office. And so she's on her computer all day doing um, software stuff. And so I have to find times to watch it when she's not around. Mm-hmm. But then I just want to take a nap if I'm ever ready to watch it. So, so I watch like 15 minutes twice a week. It takes about two weeks to get through an episode. But I love it. I love it. And even like the trips now that we go on for work, we'll fly somewhere to do the TV show. But she goes with me. So, and I'm happy. That time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't watch the boys though. No. Mike, you watch all the boys? Yep. Good? Yeah. We haven't finished Upload either. That was kind of my show too. She didn't love Upload. Uh, that was one that she left you to watch yeah. on your own. Who loved it and who did it? I did not. I loved it. Yeah, I like it a lot, too. Mm-hmm. thought that was pretty good. You should finish it. Uh, don't go to the bathroom for more than five minutes. It could lead to serious health issues. Scientists, I just thought about lunchboxes. Don't you go in and live? About 30 minutes. Scientists and health officials have found that hanging out on the toilet for more than 10 minutes can cause problems. Hemorrhoids, back problems, neck pain. You should always treat the bathroom as a get-in, get-out type place. Thoughts? No, I I mean, it takes that long. I mean, you're in there for 30 minutes because that's how long it takes. I don't just sit there and hang out, but I do read in there. Like I read a magazine or I scroll social media, and it's a safe haven from the kids. So a bit you're just hiding from life. A little bit. Amy does that in her closet in her car. Mm-hmm. You yeah. each have your spot. Yours just stinks worse, Lunchbox. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A sperm donor who has fathered more than 150 kids says lockdown hasn't slowed him down. Oh, good. Good for you. <laughs> Yeah, this sperm donor who has about 150 kids all around the world has fathered six more babies during the lockdown. It says the restrictions haven't slowed him down at all. Joe Donor, is what we're calling him, says there are five women currently carrying his baby with one woman giving birth earlier this year. He's on track to have 10 kids in 2020. Wow. How crazy? do you do that? Like, how do you live your life knowing that, that you have that many kids out there and well, you don't know not one single one? True. That'd be tough for me. Or do you live your life going... I'm helping people who can't have babies have babies, and I'm giving them a gift that they couldn't have if it wasn't for what I'm doing. Made 150 dreams come true. Uh, I don't know. Here's the thing. I'm looking at a picture of them. If I was going to take a sperm donor, I'd want genetically it all to be there, right? Big, you know, tall, yeah, muscular. This guy doesn't have these balding. He's got male pattern balding. <laughs> He's got a bunch of bad DNA. I'd be like, ah. <laughs> He's kind of lazy. Like, let me see the next page in the book. <laughs> Oh. He's not motivated yeah. to do anything. 
Because if you don't think it's mostly genetics, you're out of your mind. No, no, no. You're absolutely right. I was thinking, what if the whoever got the sp- sperm, the husband might have that, and they want the child to look like them. So you think the dads are looking for a guy that looks like them? <laughs> Interesting. Probably not. I, you know, the, the Titans here in town, but NFL team, they had two more people test positive today, right? Yeah, two more players. So oh, their game really? is canceled this week, period. Wow. Dang it. But then now you're going, oh, okay, what about next week? Yeah, next mean? week's in jeopardy. And so one of our one of our friends who comes on the show, Nurse Bobo, he works with the Titans a lot. And I said, hey, uh, you have COVID like the Titans? And he said, nope, and none of my 20 clients on the Titans do either. And he's getting checked. He said, all good so far. Yeah. But what stinks is if they have it and they played Minnesota, the Vikings, and they had a couple guys. I guess they didn't have any maybe personnel, but no players or anything so far, and the Vikings have tested positive. Hmm. And again, you have to think that Testing positive doesn't mean that you're not going. It's not processing, and you're going to get it. Yeah, or testing negative. I mean, right? You know, just so, because so, you test negative doesn't mean you don't have it, yeah. right? Because they, yeah. they they tested negative yesterday, and then they test them again today, and two of them are positive. It's what we're going to see because the story of the day later on is about uh, President Trump Correct. having coronavirus. But you're going to see more of those folks start positive, positive, positive. Yes. That are that were negatives at the beginning. Oh, and what do we go three three weeks in the NFL? Hmm? We there were three three weeks of the NFL without Corona. Oh, you're so, saying how long did we go without it? Yeah, yeah. We're, this is week three, right? Week this four. Will be work this four, week four, four now. Yeah. But yeah, last week. Yeah. is when so they this got. has been week three. Mm-hmm. I guess last night Jets and Denver started week mm-hmm. four. So all right, well, uh, let's get to today's show. Thank you guys. Uh, check out the new Bobby Cast. It'll be up soon. Uh, Caitlin Smith is on. Great artist. She has uh, some new songs out. One with Old Dominion. We talked to her. Also, the new her. music releases of the week. So um, check that Bobby Cast out. You guys have a good weekend. I'm going to try to take a weekend and get better. And I'll see you guys Monday. All right. Bye, everyone. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. Bobby Bones. Welcome to Friday's show. Coming up later, we'll talk to the guy who found that nine-carat diamond just digging in the ground. Pretty pumped to be able to have a conversation with him. I just got to know how much the thing is worth. So we'll do that. Jake Owen comes in as part of the Friday morning conversation. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Well, let's start with our food feud. We are now in the final four. This is going to be tough. Here we go. The Bobby Bones Show. Food feud. Right. Thank you. Only four foods remain in our quest to find the ultimate food champion. Are you ready? Come on. In the blue corner. A multiple winner, obviously, to get to this point. They're made with flour, eggs, and topped with syrup and butter. Each one runs you about 460 calories. That's if you add the syrup and butter. They good food fast you. You can stop in your local Waffle House on Christmas, Thanksgiving, or the middle of the night. They'll always be waiting. It's the Waffle House Waffle. It's got two victories. In the red corner, there's nothing in the world better than a hot, out-of-the-oven one of these. The original glazed donut comes printed on all their boxes for the world to see. And if the light is on, it means these delicious treats are available and hot and fresh out the kitchen. Each one runs about 190 calories. It's the Krispy Kreme Donut. So, two breakfast items here. Waffle House Waffles versus Krispy Kreme Donut. Amy, who goes to the championship match? Waffle House Waffle. Wow. That quick, huh? Yeah. 
Lunchbox? It's a travesty that this donut is even in the semifinals. Oh. I mean, I cannot believe it's made it this far. It shouldn't have got out of the first round. Upset, upset. Its run ends here. Give me the Waffle House waffle. I'm going Krispy Kreme donut. If I, I love them both, but if I get to pick one, I'm just going to have the Krispy Kreme donut. Eddie? Be honest with you, man. I don't understand how the Waffle House waffle got this far. So get that out of here. 190 <laughs> calories is great for a donut. Give me the Krispy Kreme donut. Okay, Morgan, it's all coming down to you. Oh, man. Well, they're both really good, but I have to go with the Krispy Kreme donut. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. We've lost all credibility. Yeah. Nice. On good. to the championship round. Is the Krispy Kreme donut? Don't be mad. You guys just didn't pick it. I'm not mad. Oh, you look a little mad. <laughs> Amy, it's okay. We're mad. It's no, no. okay to be Who's mad. Who's it going to be? Do we know what's left? Yeah, the two next week. Maybe that. You know, sometimes if you have two of the best teams in the NBA in the Western Conference, they play each other before the finals. Yeah. Well, McDonald's fries next week versus Cinnamon Toast Crunch. This is crazy. That's a. T- I need a week Must to think watch. about that oh, one. Man. Yeah. That's the game you got to be there for. Yeah. <laughs> So I have a note here that says Lunchbox wants time off of work. So why are you requesting days off of work? Uh, Because I'm going to have to go on a scavenger hunt because we talked about the golden ticket where you can go online and they're going to give you a clue and some guy hit a golden key in every state and you win $5,000. So I paid $50 and in uh, like I think about a week I get the clue to where the key is and I need to go find it. So you want time off work. To go scavenger hunt the entire state? Yeah, this is, listen. Who is this again? I don't remember the story. Jelly Belly. I think the guy that owns Jelly Belly is doing like a Willy Wonka thing. Yeah. So you paid 50 bucks? I paid $50 for a (laughs) ticket, and they're going to send me the riddle uh, on the release date. Every state has a different release date and time, and it has, if you go to their website, it has a countdown, and I received my my ticket, and I'm just waiting for it to come, and then I got to go and be the first one to find it. So... We talked about this on the show, so I feel like this is a work thing, and that's why I need time off work, because I don't want to pay this $50 and not have the time to go look. Well, you've already paid the $50 without asking for the time to go look. Mm-hmm. I yeah, that's what, about- that part's on you. Also, when Lunchbox goes, well, in about a, he looks at his, he looks at his wrist to see what time it was. He goes, in about a week, so he looked at his watch, and then I, then I also realized he also doesn't have a watch on. Right. <laughs> so what's he looking at? I have no idea. <laughs> Man, look, I mean. I tell you what, find out what the riddle is. And okay. if you think that you need to go somewhere far away on a day the show is happening, I don't know that I'd be totally opposed to that. Okay. And I, I do have a theory that maybe it's going to be in every state capital, and we are in the state capital, so I may have a leg up on everybody. But then he could hide it in the mountains and make me go climb a mountain. That'd be kind of mean. But I'm willing to do anything for this money. And so if you win, you find the key, you win $5,000. How do you win the factory of Jelly Belly? Isn't that one of them, too? Yes, that was one of the prizes, that you get to be an owner of one of the factories. Uh, I don't know what happens. The golden ticket, and you win $5,000. That's all I know how to do. Mm. I just went to the website, and I paid 50 So this is really what he's doing. He's making a profit off of this now that I realize this. Mm. Because everybody that pays $50, that's way more than $5,000. Uh-huh. That's how business works. Yeah, man. That's how the lottery works. It just hit me right now. I was like, how is this guy giving away $5,000 in 50 states? Ding. He got me. I'm surprised that you paid the money for that. I know. I am too. Does your wife get mad at you? She don't know. It's my oh. money. <laughs> Gosh. If you make a, a big purchase over $500, well, you did this for $50. $50. $500. Bucks. Do you have to tell her? No. Because 
It's my money. What if you wanted to get a new car? It's my money. You wouldn't have to run it by her at all. No. What if she wants to get a new car? She can just go buy it? Yeah, that's her. it's her money. Okay. Like, she has a new car. She went and got a new car. You didn't have anything to do with it. I mean, she went. I went with her, and she said, do you like it? I said, yeah, it's fine. If you like it, you're the one driving it. it ain't my car. And you're the one paying for it. No, 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 no. No, no, that's what you said to her. Yeah, yeah, you're paying for it. So if you like it and you can afford it, that's good. And she did it, signed the paperwork, and she got the extended warranty, all that. I mean, that's her decision. What if you wanted to buy a, a boat? My money. Wow. That's how it works. When you have separate accounts, you don't have to answer to anybody. That's the cool thing about having but separate accounts. But what about account. saving for your... You have two kids now for like their college, for that kind of stuff. I don't think about anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who cares about them? I mean, right? let's, let's be real. They'll figure it out. It's their like, money. Yeah, my parents didn't save money for my college, so I don't assume I'm going to save money for my kids' well, college. Well, that's, that's a terrible, that's terrible logic. Well, oh, gosh. Yeah, because <laughs> did her parents save for college? Uh, yeah, I think she did. She was she was good. She so that's probably something y'all should talk about because y'all come from two different. Maybe in her money she is. <laughs> Maybe she, yeah. I, I I and I assume scholarship, right? Oh yeah, it's always sure. a good assumption. <laughs> yeah, those are easy to get. Okay, well, good luck. Let us know what you think the clue is, and we'll we'll if Man, you need to get you out. Want, hey, you want to buy a ticket? No. Wait, but we'll Bobby, get the same clue. Why do I want to buy a ticket? I just give you twenty five bucks to get your same clue. Oh, buy yeah. half of your ticket. Yeah. But if you're giving him time off of work, shouldn't you get a cut? It's a good point. Ten percent. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let us know, Lunchbox. I will. I mean, I, guys, this is gonna be awesome. Fun fact Friday. Yeah. These are the most fun facts Amy has found for this week. Let's get going. Number five. Many deaf people with schizophrenia don't hear voices in their head. Some see a pair of disembodied hands signing things in their mind. Wow. That's really interesting. Actually, wow! Because if you're born deaf, I guess you never even know what hearing is. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. And so, because you see hands always talking to you, because that's the method of communication, that's also how that's communicated to you. That's so fascinating. Wow. That is cool. I mean, that, that whole thing stinks. Yeah. yeah. But that's really cool. All right. What else? Number four. Speaking of seeing things, Facebook uses blue because Mark Zuckerberg is red green colorblind. Quote, he said, blue is the richest color for me. I can see all of blue. So that's why Facebook is blue. Two things. One, big fan of Mark Zuckerberg, as Amy <laughs> referred to him. I thought you would catch that. I thought it sounded weird. And Mark Zuckerberg. Two, that's why I'm so red heavy, mm-hmm. is I can see mostly all the shades of red. That I'm colorblind with dark, really dark colors. I can't tell the difference in blacks and dark blues and dark greens. So everyone's like, why do you love red all the time? But that's why. It's always been the color I could see and never be that embarrassed when I couldn't identify it. Uh, That's pretty fun. Here we go. Number three. This story reminded me of Eddie. John Krasinski, you know, Jim from The Office, he once saved a woman from drowning at a beach when he was 17 years old. He wasn't a lifeguard. He just saved her. But the thing is, his mom was a lifeguard, and she taught him how to swim at an early age, so he was able to swim out 150 yards into the ocean where a current had swept her away. And he swam out and got her, brought her back. Eddie, yours was similar to that, huh? Yeah, kind of. It was the public pool, (laughs) but it was a double save. I'm really proud of that one. 
So a double save, you go under and you put them both under each arm. Oh, yeah, man. I got grabbed the child with one arm, and then the mom who had jumped in to save her kid, didn't know how to swim, grabbed her, saved them both. But basically, you could just walk to the shallow end with them, right? Hey, man, it was the diving pool, so it was deeper than, like, 10 feet. Oh, it was? Yeah. Okay. Hey, listen, I'm not hating. Yeah, you were trying to, but, man, those were good days, saving lives. All right, what's next? Number two. Not a single NBA player has ever had the jersey number 69. Do they keep that from them? I don't know. I just thought you'd find it, that It's not entirely because... true, Bones. Why? Who was number well, 69? Bobby's, uh, Jay. yeah, his character on oh, NBA geez. 2K. <laughs> okay, I said NBA, not oh. NBA 2K, the video got game. It, oh, it, yeah. that's <laughs> crazy because linemen, a lot of linemen get it. And I always think, because I think the number 69 is funny just because it's like a five-year-old. But I always think, man, that's a big commitment to make that your number <laughs> because that's what you're known known for. Yeah. I don't think I can make it my number in real life. You know, I bet you because kids like to buy jerseys of their favorite athletes. Can you imagine a bunch of kids walking around with 69 jerseys? <laughs> Dennis Rodman had requested the number 69 when he joined the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> of course. But was refused and instead wore number 70. Good. <laughs> Hilarious. That's super fun. I don't know what's going to beat that. We could probably <laughs> well, shut it down right now. The one that beats it is a feel-good, awesome thing. Number one. Bob Marley gave songwriting credit on No Woman, No Cry to a man named Vincent Ford who ran a soup kitchen in Jamaica. It was his way of making sure it would be funded forever. It's an amazing story, and Eddie and I just talked about this on my Bobbycast. We did. Oh, cool. Yeah, just because we were talking about Bob Marley because I don't think he's ever had a number one. Correct. Well, he's a legend, but he's never had a number one. And so then I brought up the story about this. It's funny that you saw that, too. Isn't that a crazy story? The guy didn't write the song. He just made sure he was on as a songwriter so he'd keep getting money. And now when it comes on, like, my iTunes or whatever, I'm like, wow, I'm paying that guy. That's pretty cool. You're like, I just provided soup. (laughs) For people in Jamaica. (laughs) All right. That's fun. I don't know that it's more fun than the 69 one. It is. (laughs) But it's still pretty fun. All right. Come on now. There you go. Fun Fact Friday. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Maren Morris shared a new song called Better Than We Found It. When time turns this moment to dust, I just hope that I'm proud of the woman I was. When lines of tomorrow are drawn, can I live with the side that I chose to be on? Will we sit on? Lots of new albums out today. Dolly Parton's Christmas album, A Holly Dolly Christmas. Rascal Flatts' greatest hits album, 20 Years of Rascal Flatts. John Party's deluxe version of Heartache Medication. And Brantley Gilbert's deluxe version of Fire and Brimstone. And Morgan number two, that's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Not all heroes wear capes, and Riken is a proof in the pudding. He was in the New York subway sitting there, and he looks down, and there's a guy down on the tracks, and the train's coming. He's like, hmm, should I save him? And the guy jumps up. He was putting debris on the track, causes the train to derail, and he takes off running, and Riken's like, I got to stop this guy. He chases the guy down, tackles him, holds him until authorities get there, and now he gets a free subway card for a year. <laughs> Wait, that's it? For a year? I thought it was going to be for life. I was going to go, yeah, baby. No, for a year, you just ride the subway for free. But he thought the guy was in danger, but really. I think it's great. But he did put his life on the line. Yeah, right. And he didn't have a cape. 
not all heroes. I know. Get it? Not all heroes wear capes. You got the proof in the pudding. And the proof is in the pudding. That's right. All right. That's a good story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes with us from Lee Acres, Florida. A 30-year-old man was hanging out with his cousin when they had a heated discussion. What's better, whole milk or almond milk? Uh, almond. <laughs> Doesn't say what side this 30-year-old was on, but uh. he got mad at his cousin for disagreeing, punched him in the face, pulled out a pocket knife, and stabbed him. Yeah, because if you were going to disagree, I was going to march over there with my axe, in case you're wondering. <laughs> I'll, listen, whole milk tastes better. But Ugh. almond milk, well, only because you've been trained off of No, but even if when it comes to milks, I like s- skim milk with ice. Oh, 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 oh the, it's 2%. <laughs> I drink almond milk because it's the best for my body. Mm-hmm. But whole milk with cereal, yeah, it is. I, it's the best tasting, but I don't. I hardly ever drink it. Okay. I think you would feel the same way, but you've just trained yourself to No, all. I mean, I just haven't. Whole milk was never in my house. I don't even know that I know... What it tastes like, so I guess I can't give a fair assessment. Almond milk's pretty frou frou. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I do eat my cereal with it now, though, mm-hmm. because my body doesn't do well with dairy. dairy. Yeah, mine yeah. doesn't either. Oof. Why, how come there's so many people now? Everyone's like, uh, "My body doesn't do well with dairy." <laughs> oh, when we were kids, it wasn't an option. <laughs> we didn't care. Yeah, your body just dealt with it. <laughs> well, sometimes too, I think it's in my head though. Like for a lot of times, I thought it, I didn't, but then I test it out and I do get a little more uncomfortable, but I think it's because you cut it out for so long and then when you bring it back, your body's like, oh, whoa, whoa. But I But you know. wouldn't stab anyone over it. Well, I don't know. Okay. What's, what day is <laughs> I'm it? I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. The Bobby Ball Show. We talked about this earlier in the week, but we're about to talk to the guy. Here is the news audio of the guy who found a nine-carat diamond at the park. 33-year-old Kevin Kennard visited the park on Labor Day. He said he found a marble-sized crystal that looked interesting and shiny, so he put it in his bag and kept looking. A few hours later, he and his friends stopped by the park's Diamond Discovery Center, where park staffers examine and identify rocks that visitors find. When a park employee told Kennard that he had found a nine-carat diamond, he says he teared up and was in complete shock. That's from KARK, Channel 4 News. And Kevin is on right now who found the nine-carat diamond. Kevin, welcome to the show, man. Good morning. How are you? We're real good. Not as good as you, but we're real good. (laughs) I got to assume there's some sort of viral fame that's come with this. What has that been like? It's it's kind of been crazy. It's been a little bit overwhelming. I've had people reaching out from all over the world. Uh, Could have never imagined this, but yeah, it's been kind of crazy. Walk me through the day. You get because I've been there too. I don't know if you know, but I'm from Arkansas, and we used to go to Murfreesboro all the time. Field trips. We go to Crater Diamond State Park. Never found crap, but I'm always wondering about these stories. So tell me what happens. You you start your day thinking you were going to go to the park and do what? So I actually went back to the park. I actually had went earlier in late May, actually, but I went to the park really because me and my friends have been traveling uh, to all the Arkansas parks because. The state has come up with these passports, and we've been getting those stamped. So I went back that day just to get the passport stamped from the Crater of Diamonds. So we get there early that morning, uh, right at 8 o'clock, set up in the uh, southeast corner, I believe it was, and uh, had our buckets and our shovel. And uh, immediately I kind of just took off and started surface hunting and um, did that for a little bit. Of, and, uh, and then eventually I ended up doing a little bit of wet sifting. 
Um, but it still had no idea that I had actually found the diamond until after we got ready to pack up and leave about four hours later. The news story says that you found a shiny rock, like a marble, and put it in your bag. When you saw that, did you think there was a chance it was a diamond, or why did you put it in your bag? Well, just because it was kind of shiny, that's why I put it in there. Anything that looked shiny to me, I picked it up. You know, I started off, matter of fact, when we were starting to set up, before we even got set up, they said, hey, Kevin, would you please wait till we get set up before you quit picking stuff up? And um, so if it was shiny and it was beautiful that day, the sun was shining, I, I just picked it up. But I really did think it was a just a piece of glass. So when you take it in at the end of your your, your hunting expedition and you put your rocks down, I don't know how many you put down, just that one or other ones too? So I gave her my bag, and she dumped the bag out, and she started going through saying this was crystals or whatever this was, and then she picked it up, and she said, she put it in a little tube, and she said, I'm going to take this to my manager. And so she goes around to the corner and goes through a door and then comes back out. Um, a couple minutes later, um, the park staff comes out and said, who found this? And I said, I did. Uh-oh. So me and my friends went around the corner, but they didn't tell me what I had found at that time. Um, they just said, if you'll fill out this paper and so we said it's a diamond and she said yes but that's all i knew um so then park staff was coming in and out uh for it was probably 25 minutes before they actually told me i know they said within a few minutes but are you, are you going like holy crap while this is happening you you got to be going like what in the world's going on am i in trouble that's what i would have thought am i in trouble like what were well, you thinking as this was happening well, we kept talking about them saying, well, are they trying to decide? I mean, what did you find? I mean, maybe it's, you know, a, like a carrot or two carrots. And that's what we were talking about. We had kind of recorded a little bit of it, but had no idea why they were in such a fuss about it. And um, and they finally came out and got me and they stayed back behind with my friends. And she told them that it was a significant find and that she would let um, me tell them what it was. But, you know, I walk in and they got it under a light and they said, they first said, you know, here's your diamond, you know, take a look at it. So I'm looking through it. Um, and then one of the park staff said, why don't you take a seat? So I sit down there and kind of excited. And she said, we just, we want to tell you something. She said, it's um, kind of very exciting. Uh, she said, but uh, you found the second largest diamond. And when she said that, I kind of just broke down a little bit there, a little overwhelming. I was in complete shock and I didn't really even know what to say to them. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's, I'm still in shock actually, but she's like, we found the second, you found the second largest diamond and I'll offer you a hundred bucks for it right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, and they, do they tell you then it's a nine carat diamond? Like how do they actually talk to you about the size of it? They did. They said it was 9.07. Um, and of course the largest was found, it was 16 point something in 1975. So, uh, the park, it became a park in 1972. So in 1975, somebody found a 16 carat and there's been some other, you know, significant big finds throughout the years, but that made the second place. And uh, but then when they told me what I found, they they asked me. They said, you know, we we don't want you to tell anybody. We want you to keep this a secret. Um, it's a big deal. As a matter of fact, I said when you you need to go straight home. Um, don't make any stops. Um, and so I was like, wow. <laughs> wow. Well, so then how did it get? How did you decide to tell somebody? So they wanted me to come back that weekend, and I said, well, I'm working this weekend, and I said, I have some vacation coming up in a couple of weeks. Can I come back then? And they said, absolutely. So we set up the time to go back, and at first, you know, I kind of, you know, they had told me that it was going to probably be, you know, getting a little bit of national attention, and, but they would handle a lot of it for me. Um, so at first, I kind of thought, well, I want to keep this a secret. Y'all can release the story, and they, they really kind of talked me into, you know, said, no, I mean, it'll be all right. Uh, you know, we need your face with it, and this and that, so... 
I went back on the 23rd, and the rest of it's history. Well, I'm going to get to the big question in a second, but let me just get this straight again. You were just going to get your passport stamped, and while you're there, you're like, well, I'm already here. I might as well just go and you know, dink around a little bit and see if we can find anything. You find something. It's not a diamond. It's just shiny, so you just put it in your bag. You dump it out. Then there's all – the manager's going back and forth to – are you going to get the car? How much lower is the price going to be? It's what it feels like. You're going. He's going back and forth <laughs> to his manager. And then all of a sudden, it's a nine-carat diamond. Now, where did you grow up? Because I used to go to this park, too. Where did you grow up, though? So I grew up in Searcy, Arkansas. Okay, so central Arkansas-ish. And so you did you go your whole life to this place? No. So, I mean, I went on, I think it was either second or third grade was my first time. And then probably the last, I moved from Searcy to Maumelle uh, a few years ago. Um, and since I've been kind of in the Little Rock, Maumel area, you know, it's less than two hours, um, kind of unique. I've gone probably the last, you know, six or seven years. I probably go once a year, sometimes twice. The reason I went back was because at that time when I went in May, I didn't know we had these, uh, Arkansas had these passports. And we've been traveling. I've been to many parks because of the pandemic this uh, summer. And so that was the reason I went back was, hey, we missed our stance at Creative Diamond, so let's go back and um, so that's kind of how that happened. Okay, well, here's the drum roll, and here's the big question. Oh. How much is this nine-carat diamond worth? I don't know. That is a good question. It's not been appraised. Uh, I haven't let anybody look at it. I've had offers. Um, people have contacted me offering to you know, mount it for free, to appraise it, to market it, to sell it. I've had lots of offers, but right now I'm just kind of letting it sit in the, in the safe. In the safe but, at your house or the no, safe at no. oh. at the bank. <laughs> Interesting. Do you Smart. go back and check on it? Because I would every day I'd be like, all right, just here to see it, make sure that nobody's uh, been around. Like I would be nervous. That's because it feels like that. That's a very valuable piece of material right there. It is. I'm, I'm sure it is. And um, but uh, it's safe where it's at, and uh, nobody else can access it. Um, so we're, we're good. It takes two keys. You know. Um, bank key and then my key so it's not going anywhere here let me read you a story here in september 2015 celebrated diamond cutter mike botha cut a diamond a 4.6 carat blah 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 in north little rock um and this is one they valued at five hundred thousand dollars at 4.6 carats now now that's there's a lot of things that happen with diamonds to make them worth this or that what do you want this to be worth for you to be like, wow. Like, <laughs> let me let me ask it different. What will you be disappointed by? Oh, I, I don't, I mean, honestly, you know, I said it's a blessing. I mean, if, you know, if it, if they said, hey, Kevin, it's only worth 10000 then I, that's more than I um, had before I went down there. So but um, that'd still be a little disappointing because you have to be figuring. It would be. Nine carat. <laughs> you got to be going, this better at least be worth a quarter million dollars. Even a bad nine carat, hopefully it's worth a quarter million dollars. At yeah. least bottom line. <sighs> What's your bottom line, Kevin? Let's be honest here. <laughs> What's the bottom line? Oh, you know, a half a million dollars. Who could complain on that? Yeah, okay, I, mean, I agree. So, you, Well, also, do you have plans for it? Like, do you – I don't know how so, diamonds work. Can you cut it into other – you could make multiple carrots and maybe on a belt. use the ring <laughs> – use it as a ring for something or sell half of it. I don't know. Like, you know, I, honestly, I don't know. You know that – the one that was found in 2015, it was valued over a million before she cut it. And so it actually lost value when they cut it to a half a million. So, you know, from that standpoint, it would be better off if somebody said, hey, you know, I'll buy this for such and such dollars. 
and it's got the value be- you know, I mean, if I lose value because I cut it, but I guess the gemologist and the jewelry store is going to be able to help me out with all that. Okay, Bobby's just, getting well, out I got my wallet. wallet here. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I have in cash $80. This is like deal or no deal. Take it. Kevin, or- you take it or it could be worth nothing. So it's up to you. <laughs> you know, I, I had a guy walk in the bank the other day and uh, I was walking through the lobby. And he said, are you that guy? And I said, yes, sir. And he said, I'll give you 10000 for that diamond right now. And I just kind of laughed. And I said, no, I can't do that. He works at a bank. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. He can put it in. He needs yes, the bank yes, key yes, yes. and his key. So, yeah, he's sitting with it every day. That's, yeah. I would say, I'd go tell stories at lunch. <laughs> hey, Daimie, how are you today? Today we'll be reading from Pippi Longstocking. <laughs> okay, Kevin, that is awesome. I'm so happy for you, man. It is, uh, Appreciate it. that's just a great story. And, man, you never know what's going to happen. Your day, you could think to be the crappiest day ever. He wasn't going to find a nine-carat diamond. Oh, oh, I have a question. Go ahead. I remember about your friends that were with you. Oh, they got to be so jealous. Oh, they got to be so jelly belly. How, how have they been acting since you found it? And were they near you? They probably wanted a cut. Like, they... we're with you, man. Yeah, yeah, we should yeah. get at least 15%. <laughs> well, they've been actually really cool about it. Uh, matter of fact, you know, when I showed it to... Yeah, I actually remember picking that one up, and I showed it to my buddy, and he said, well, that kind of looks interesting. And then my other friend... Later on, she seen it. She said, yeah, that's cool, you know, and so don't throw anything away. And I said, well, I'm, I'm not going to. And matter of fact, you know, some of the stuff that we were picking up, I, when I went back in May, I had some really nice crystals, and I put some of those crystals, I've got a fish tank. And so some of those are actually sitting in the fish tank. Might need to double check and make sure that I don't have diamonds. All right, don't get, hey, don't get selfish here, <laughs> okay? Hey, are you married, uh, Kevin? No, sir. Oh, oh, you're about to be. Yeah. Get on any of those sites. I'm the guy that found the nine carat diamond. Put that in Swipe. your profile pic, you yeah. and The Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Kevin, good to talk to you, man. I'm, I'm thankful you that too. you would call us, and I just love the story and love your attitude about it, man. So I hope you have an awesome right. day today, and sounds like you're going to have an awesome life. And when you get that thing appraised and you feel like having a little talk with us about it, I'd love to talk to you. Are you going to go, you are you going to probably hit, go out there more? Like, do you think you'll go, what do they call it? Rock surfing? Well, Crater Diamonds. Rock surfing? Who does that? (laughs) They actually, they're ready to go back right now. And, of course, I had kind of joked, said, nah, I mean, we need to go to, we need to go somewhere else to get our passport stamped. And they were like, well, that's not fair, you know, making a joke about it. But we probably will go back. Uh, We actually talked about going back in October. Uh, just for kicks and giggles, but um, we'll see. I love kicks and giggles, <laughs> <laughs> especially after you found a nine carat diamond. Kicks and giggles rule. All right, Kevin, good to talk to you. Have a good day at work, man. Thank you for the hey, time. You too. I appreciate it. All right, bye bye. There he is. Oh. Found a nine carat diamond just digging around on the ground. <laughs> on with us right now is Haley from Wichita, Kansas. Haley, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing pretty good. What can I help you with? Well, I am a teacher in Wichita, Kansas, and um, the phone, your phone screener actually, her, she said her family went to the school that I teach at. Um, I am an online teacher this year uh, with, of course, COVID and everything, and I was just wondering if you had any um, anything that could help me as a teacher to help my students be engaged. You're on the radio. You're always talking to people that you can't see. And a lot of times I can't see my kids. So I was just wondering if you had anything that could help me keep my students engaged. Could you offer them a $100 Walmart gift card? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I keep listeners around. That helps. Um, listen, I, I don't have kids, right? So they're not online learning. I'll just tell you that, given, and I say that only half jokingly, sometimes the only way to get people to listen to pay attention is to offer them something to say, hey, if you know the answers to this, when I ask it in 15 minutes, somebody will get a prize. 
again, that's so simple, and you hate to have to go to that level, but you're working on a level that we never expected to have to be on. Now, Amy, you have two kids that are learning virtually, or they were for a while. Mm-hmm. How would you advise you do that? Oh, engagement is super difficult. But yeah, I would say try to interact with them as much as possible. It, it, and if it is, including like a prize at the end of something, but calling them out, like a, I don't know how your Zoom is set up, but if there's a way to keep them engaged or ways for you to tell funny stories weaved in or show pictures and try to just bond with them that way. Eye contact is so important for kids. She can't see them, though. I know. That's the hard part. That's what I'm saying. Like, I can't imagine trying to do that when kids need that eye contact for connection. So I don't, I don't, I, I would say telling, try to come up with some, maybe you use the morning corny from time to time, have some jokes in your back pocket, compelling <laughs> stories. But how old are these kids, Haley? Yeah, how old? So they're fifth graders, so oh, they're between the ages of 10 and 11. And normally, like the younger kids, they always have their screens on and they're, you know, I've talked to other kids, teachers who teach younger kids and so they can see them. But there are days I've literally told my fifth graders, OK, guys, I feel like I'm talking to a ball. Are you alive? Give me a thumbs up in the chat if you're alive. <laughs> so they have the option whether or not to have their have the visual. Correct. So oh. we as a district, we can't uh, require that they turn on their screen um but we can ask like i always tell them i miss your faces i love your beautiful faces if you can just show me your face for a little while um i do that and they can see me but i just can't see them so i feel like i'm talking to a wall a lot of my day well and this is what i'll say i don't don't take it out on yourself because you feel like at times it's not working you've been put in a really unfortunate situation and you're doing the best that you can and you have to give yourself some grace sometimes um, I'm still a big, hey, offer people prizes. You can't, you just can't get everybody to pay attention and just do the best job you can do. And that's it. And feel good about it when you go to bed at night. Awesome. Thank you so much. What you listening to? <laughs> you got our, you got um, our attention. Well, <laughs> yeah. Oh, the announcements are going. And so we're listening to our daily song and we get all the kids excited for school and, um, all the kids who are in person get to, uh, uh, get to hear the music as they walk down the halls. And what's the daily song? See me dance. <laughs> yeah, what's the song today? Today is better when I'm dancing, but it changes every day. So it just depends on the day. And <laughs> huh. um, all right, yeah. So today it's better when I'm dancing. Uh, by oh shoot, and I just lost her name. I can't remember. <laughs> but better when I'm Trainer. dancing. And let's see, is it Megan Trainer? Yeah, Megan. Yeah, Megan Trainer. Oh, nice job, Eddie. And then um, Charlie Brown, I think. Our we have a school song, and that's "Speak Life" by Toby Mac um, to kind of help the kids because we're in a really low income area that uh, we really try to speak life into them and remind them how amazing they are because we're in a really low income area where I teach. Well, Haley, that's great. Proud of what you're doing. Yeah, you're awesome. Keep charging at it. You won't always get it right. But, man, when you do, you're going to make such a difference. Uh, Haley, thank you for the call. Thank you so much. You have a wonderful day. Yeah, you too. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So Randy Hauser put up something on Instagram that got people talking. He wrote, last year, Baby It's Cold Outside was taken off the radio. This year, WAP is the number one song. Let that sink in. And Miranda Lambert liked it. Randy Rogers, Jason Aldean. There was lots of comments going back and forth. I feel like that's pretty dumb of him to say because it's two completely different arguments. I feel like Randy Hauser's an idiot for saying this because 
Maybe it's cold outside. By the way, I I just feel like the 50s or 40s. It's just a creepy time. This is a song about a guy trying to be a predator on a girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, WAP is about no. these females going, hey, I'm taking back my sexuality and saying it about myself. So, listen, WAP's too much for me, too. <laughs> WAP's a lot. I play it. I cover my ears. <laughs> Even the clean. <laughs> but that is a terrible analogy. And I don't know if this is good to you, Randy, but that's dumb as crap. It's dirtier, but that doesn't... I would yeah, rather hear someone be dirty about themselves than a song about someone possibly being a sexual predator. The end. I don't know why I get so fired up Man, about that, fired, but it's yeah. not the same. It's just not the same. That's what there was some people that left um, comments that said just that under on his. I didn't page. even know that was going to be the story. Oh, what a dummy! I do like Randy a bit, but I mean that's kind of a dumb thing to say. Also, let it be noted, I say dumb stuff all the time too. That's why I understand. <laughs> All right, what else? Dumb recognized dumb. Yes, dumb recognized dumb. So I lo- I know you love Mountain Dew, Bobby, and um, there's a Mountain Dew flavored hot sauce on its way. Mountain Dew let people on Twitter pick the type of pepper they should use when they make it, and Habaneros won. And they're working with a sauce company called Iburn, and they got NBA player Joel Embiid. Yeah, Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid, yeah. Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. because he's a big fan of hot sauce, so he's going to be involved in the process. They don't have a date of when it'll go on sale, but it'll be a limited thing and probably something novelty to have. But yeah, Mountain Dew flavored hot sauce. All right, what else? And then I thought we'll just end on some positive things that we have to look forward to in October. First of all, Halloween candy. That's always something fun. Then you've also got lots of sports. The NFL season will continue. The NBA finals got started. And then baseball playoffs are coming up with the World Series on October 20th. Uh, More TV in October. I know shows that Lunchbox loves like Shark Tank and Amazing Race and Big Brother coming back. And then SNL is on this weekend. And The Bachelorette is October 13th. And then if you enjoyed the debate on Tuesday night, which, you know, I don't know how you could have. <laughs> I did enjoy the debate on Tuesday night. It wasn't t- totally annoying to you? I thought it was fantastic TV. And it oh, showed yeah. you exactly who you were dealing with. Yeah. That's what I want to see. I want to see who these people are when it's happening. Okay, well. And I saw who I was dealing Yeah. But it's not surprising. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it's not. It's just hard to watch and take serious. I took it very serious. Okay. Because that... I loved that it. Part, Couldn't I get, get enough saying. of it. Thought it would show. It was an accurate depiction of what's happening, and yeah. that's all we want out of a debate. Well, then, lucky for you, we've got three more of them this month. Only two <laughs> presidential ones, though. One is the vice presidential one with Kamala Harris and and Mike Pence. Correct. And then Halloween, obviously, is the big holiday this month. But heads up, this Sunday is National Vodka Day. I like to debate Randy Hauser right now about <laughs> WAP. <laughs> Televise that. The thing is, I'm not upset with either song. I sang Baby It's Cold Outside and loved it. And I was like, <laughs> I got to go well, baby, it's cold. But then when they started to break it down, I thought. She's like, I really can't stay. Have a little drink. And if you don't have it, I'll slip it in there. I know you're not of age. And who cares if your parents are waiting on you? It was a different time. <laughs> they We're, did we, things differently. Which then. is still weird that it was acceptable. <laughs> okay. I just don't get upset about stuff like that. Okay, Amy, is that it? Because I'm get upset, upset about, about this. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I get upset about hypocrisy, just not... Like, I never got mad at Baby It's Cold Outside, but also I haven't been a victim of that. Right. You know, sure. I think perspective is what you've experienced. Very true. WAP, I do get every... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. 
So this woman named Keandra New, she runs an Instagram account that she started called Tip a Server, where she asks followers to chip in, and then she goes out to eat every Monday night and gives the server a huge tip. And she was recently able to give one server, Ashley, $800, and it brought her to tears. She said that she works 16 hours a day, and she was like, am I in a dream right now? You have no idea this is life-changing for her. So it was really, really cool. And plus, what a cool idea. I used to wait tables. I can't imagine somebody giving me a tip like that. Cash. It would have just helped the whole month. You just wouldn't have had to worry about car insurance, rent. That's all I was doing. I spent three weeks of the four just trying to cover my nut, meaning my bills that I had to pay. Oh. What? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I thought there. of your nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but that would have been awesome. That's an awesome story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Jake Owen coming in the studio in about 15 minutes. He has his guitar. Always love when Jake stops by. I say he's the best, pound for pound, the best interview that we have that comes in, you know, a few times a year. So we'll see what's up with Jake. Let's go over to Amy now and get in the morning corny. The morning corny. How much fur can you get from a skunk? How much fur can you get from a skunk? As fur as possible. (laughs) I don't get it. Like as far as possible because they stink. Oh, as far as possible. Yeah, there you go. That was the morning corny. Hey, before we get to this Kenny Chesney song, Raymundo would like to give you some advice, Amy. Oh, okay. Well, and we're going to do it like after this song. But he wants to give you advice on how to do your podcast better. Do you want to accept that on the air or would you like to have that as a private conversation? Oh. I know. That's the problem. <laughs> he sent in five tips for you to make your podcast better. Your four things with Amy Brown podcast. Yeah. He listened to it, made five notes. You listened to my podcast? Thank you. Yeah. Okay. But I- now he says he can give you five tips to make it better. Do you want to hear that on the air? Because it could be a little awkward or off the air. I mean, I'll hear on, the the air. Air. Okay. on the air. Okay. On the air. On the air. I'll take on the air. I okay. mean, I can, it's constructive criticism, right? We'll see. Okay. <laughs> About to get to Jake Owen. He's hanging out in the marathon green room. He's tuning his guitar right now. So don't leave. Before we get to Jake, though, Raymundo said he'd like to give you some tips, Amy, because you do a podcast called Four Things with Amy Brown. Mm-hmm. If our listeners haven't checked it out yet, how would you describe your podcast? Well, Each episode covers four different things, but it might be with uh, the same person. Like if I interviewed you, Bobby Bones, you might be on for all four things, or it might just be me talking about four totally random things. But a lot of um, wellness-type conversations, mental health, adoption stories, parenting things, family gratitude, we're big on, positivity in a way, but also talking about real hard life things too as well. You may laugh, you may cry. Hopefully my goal with it is that whatever you're going through, you don't feel alone. Well, search for it wherever you listen to your podcasts. But Raymundo listened and you listened to the whole thing, whole thing. Yeah. And you made some notes as how she can make it better. Top five things. Okay. So can I ask which episode you listen to? I don't think it matters. Okay. If someone listened to our show, they would just turn us on one day and be like, this sure. is why the show sucks. I know. But I mean, you <laughs> That's know, often as what you we know, get. some yeah. days are better than others. Sure. Raymundo, number five on how to aim me to improve our show. I put that she needs to have another person on there. Sometimes she would ask a question and she would answer <laughs> that question herself. Did you listen to the, the like, are you listening to the fifth thing where it's a Q&A where I ask a question and then I answer it? You would do that multiple times, but I get what you're talking about. Yes. Okay. okay. That's number number five. Number four. 
You need to say goodbye at the end of the episode. She just left the episode without even saying she was going, and I even have a clip of it right here. Okay. I'll just say again, because I don't think people always hear, but RadioAmy.com is where you can find links to everything, whether it's Pimp and Joy, Espoir, all of that is there on that homepage at RadioAmy.com. Hey, that is hey, the Where'd out. you go? <laughs> okay, where did bye. You go, I hope you have she, a good Do you just start normal. playing guitar? Is that how you end it? You just pull up the old six I string? I should have said, but I think... Honestly, I started rambling about something else, and I decided to just cut that off right there. (laughs) Number three, Raymundo. I put that she needs to laugh at least once every episode. I did listen to the depression episode, so she was talking about kind of depressing (laughs) stuff, but I think you can still squeeze in a laugh or something like that. Okay, it wasn't a depression. Okay, September was Suicide Awareness Month, so we were talking. It was a whole episode dedicated to mental health. Can you get more giggles in when we're talking about suicide? (laughs) Ray just demands it. What? Okay. Okay. Number two, I said uh, maybe some shout outs because on the Sore Losers, we'll always shout out Bones. We even talk about the girls, M2. And so I said maybe you just throw that in there Bobby Bones show, people that you're on the show with. I don't know. Just so you can link it to the big show, the Bobby Bones show. I do. I do. And are you sure? Did you cut out that part where I said that? I said links to the Bobby Bones show. Is it radioamy.com? You cut that out, didn't you? I said that. He cut that out. I don't know what happened. And the number one thing Amy can do to make her podcast better? I said I want you to swear. The purpose of a podcast is you're saying stuff that you can't say on the radio, so you can say the D word, the H word, all of those. Which, what's the, what's D, the, what's the, the D, D word? word? There's a few D words. <laughs> yeah. Dum-dum? I don't curse in my life off radio, so I wouldn't do it on a podcast. Amy doesn't either. Yeah. I mean, I kind of started to do a little bit off because <laughs> <Started> life is <laughs> so... I don't know. You're at that age. (laughs) I'm almost 40 and cursing was never a thing for me. Like I just, those words didn't even come into my brain. And now they come into my brain and I walk away and I say them under my breath and I feel better. Well, take those tips. He can print them out for you. You can put them on your wall when you're doing your so show. So I'll remember. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for those tips. I appreciate it. I'm always looking for ways to make it better. So thank you. Check out Four Things with Amy Brown. <laughs> the Friday Morning Conversation with Jake Owen. Here he is. What up, Here he is. Here he is. Hey, man, I was super pumped. And I know I haven't seen you in person since, but you got the CMA nomination. It was your first CMA nomination. One, I was shocked. But two, Me I was, too. Uh, yeah, well, no, not not that you got it, but that you hadn't had one yet. Like you have so many monster songs. I've, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's amazing, man. I was kind of, you know, it's a video of the year award, um, which is is cool because I put a lot of effort into that song with the videos. Uh, kind of portrayed, I not didn't kind of portray. I took the exact story of my grandparents um, that I told on a podcast, actually, y'all y'all y'all's podcast, um, and. Uh, and we turned it into a video. It was amazing. And then now I'm nominated for an award. So I guess, you know, I told my grandparents get to see it. They're 98, 97. So. And they're both still around. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Oh. Homemade is the song, obviously. Um, and I read a whole article on your, on your granddad. Like it was like tell if, if someone's listening to you for the first time or us for the first time, just kind of give a brief synopsis of your granddad. Okay, so uh, my granddad is an amazing man. Grew up, um, he was born in, I think, 1920. Um, he told me a great story about his life growing up. They didn't have a lot. It was before, even before electricity. Um, and uh, they lived in a little small house, and he grew up a farmer. His dad came to him one day and said, hey, you want to go to college? There's a guy here who will take you up to Lexington to go to University of Kentucky. So he did. 
Then he went into the army, came home from the army, and was on leave. Met my met my grandmother because he was walking down the street in Mumfordville, Kentucky, after he'd hitchhiked. He took her picture, which now sounds a little creepy, <laughs> right, in today's world. But he took her picture of her of her as she was walking into a house, and he got back to um, school in Lexington, and he started writing her notes and sending it to that. He just put the picture of the house on the envelope. And uh, they became pen pals, and now they've been married for seventy-five years. And uh, that's crazy. It's pretty <laughs> that's neat. Awesome. I'm, Love you know, that. I'm kind of a big deal when they go to church. You know, and they tell their <laughs> they tell their friends that their their grandson sings country music. Um, but now I'm a huge deal because uh, because of them, I got the CMA nomination. So it's pretty neat. So his job in the military was super interesting. Very interesting. And it's funny you bring that up because he never told me that. I never knew that. Once I put this video out, um, someone contacted him and did a story on him. And that's what I read. And I found it and I read it and it kind of choked me up a little bit because what my granddad would do is in the service is they would send him overseas to these places of battle and he would literally ask people where where he knew people were buried. Um, They would tell him and he would have to go dig up these 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 United States heroes that were over there and lost their lives that they never had proper, proper burials and bring them back to their family. And that was his job. And I guess now looking at, after reading that, I guess, well, no wonder he never told me that, you know, but to think about the kind person that my granddad is and the values that he has and the morals he's taught me in my life, uh, to think that he had gone through all that and, uh, never really ever mentioned it. It's kind of shows his humility and the kind of person he is. I 100% wish I could be, more like my granddad on a daily basis. So something to strive towards, I guess. Man, that is great. That gives me chills on my arms. That's such a – because I read that story about his job, and I was like, dang, like that guy probably saw more in a year or two than we'll ever see. Yeah, and, you know, you think about it. My granddad's 98 years old, so I thought about this the other day, even especially after watching everything going on with the politics and stuff, just what my grandfather has seen, you know, in his lifetime. He was in World War II – and I mean, just to think, seeing everything from the internet to it's it's all in front of him. So I can't imagine what his life experiences have been. But like I said, I'd love to be more like him. You guys sure. check out the video for Homemade if you haven't seen it. Um, Jake's nominated for a CMA for it. You feel like singing a little bit of Homemade? You give us a verse and chorus of it? Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, where I grew up getting dressed up means a button-down shirt and a good pair of jeans wasn't Sunday supper without collard greens. Daddy was boss and Christ is king. Friday night was living for the lights. So come on and I turned to Miller Lights when I turned 21. There's some things about me that I can't change. I'll always be the man that homemade, homemade me love a dirt road, homemade me crave some ice cold homemade sweet tea only mama knows how to make yeah homemade homemade me love a small town homemade me want to settle down in a homemade for the two of us everything i love is homemade nice come on you know what's interesting about that song that song was a massive was it a massive hit during the pandemic it was because you haven't been able to play that and hear a whole crowd sing every word to that back yet. Yeah, it's it. Uh, we had a number one. We didn't even have a number one party. We had a virtual number one party. Um, but I was pretty fortunate before before the whole pandemic started and shut everything down to be able to see kind of the reaction. You can see when a song starts turning on, you know. And uh, people really liked it. We did an acoustic tour at the beginning of the year that got shut down, but I noticed it was working. So 
It's pretty cool. Thanks for playing it, man. You know what's funny? You mentioned your grandparents being together over 70 years. Your parents over 40 years. Yeah. Like I saw, uh, you had posted a picture, and they had celebrated their 40th wedding anniversary. Isn't it weird to say that your parents are really, really attractive? Like they are... <laughs> Have you seen I, his parents? There's yeah, no, there's no wonder he looks like this. Oh, whatever, man. No, I, my mom is beautiful. My mom was the national watermelon queen. You know, growing up, she t- <laughs> she uh, went around the country telling people what they needed to know about watermelons. And uh, and my dad is just a good dude. But thanks for saying that. They'll they'll appreciate hearing that on the radio for sure. You just turned thirty nine. Are you sick of people asking if you're ready to turn forty? No, I don't know if anyone's asking me that. Uh, but I'm kind of, I think for like the last five to six years of my life, there's a part of us as artists, whether anyone will admit this or not, I will right here on your show, that we all sometimes struggle to accept the fact that we're getting older because we're in a business that's just pretty vain and you want to always maintain this, this youthful attitude and youthful songs. And, but what I'm really starting to learn and I'm feeling very much comfort in is that as I get older, the more I learn about myself and the more I learn about who I want to be and because of who I was before. And uh, I'm actually eager as each day goes by like to see how much better I can be as a person, how much better my music can be because of it. And it's okay to like evolve with your age within your music. It's funny. I get a lot of songs pitched to me now. Um, if I'm not writing and someone will send me something and say, hey, what do you think of this, man? It's always a song about a daddy and a little girl or something. And at first I was like, man, I can't be like, I can't every song of mine be like, you're going to miss this, you know? <laughs> but, uh, I now get it. Like I, I now understand when I listen to these songs, I'm like, wow, that's my mom said to me yesterday. she got a video of me doing, um, I love to read stories to my little girl and I always read them to her in these like incredible character styles. And my mom, I guess saw a video She's like, you need to start doing this for people. Like, you need to read stories and put it out there because she's like, by the way, you are a dad. And I think when she said that, it occurred to me, I'm like, yeah, I am a dad. And I do let people know I'm a dad, but I think there's just part of me too that's like, you got to almost hide that side of your life sometimes. It feels like some of us do. And um, I don't want to do that. I want to I grow and accept everything that's happening. I think that's part of life and part of living. Has there been a difference in your mindset with a second baby, second kid? Yeah. How did that change you? Well, the first, my first child, Pearl, um, I was running and gunning at that time when she was born in 2012, you know, barefoot blue jean, I just hit like big and it changed my life. And before that I, I was running and gunning, but nothing was happening. And then all of a sudden that hit and it was like, have a baby back on the road. And she traveled the world. She traveled everywhere with me. And now the second time around, it's really cool because I say cool. It's probably the wrong term to use. Um, with this pandemic happening, it shut everything down. So I've had Every night, I can read stories to my little girl. I can wake up in the morning and feed her and hang out with her. By the way, as you all know, like kids in the morning are awesome because they're in super good mood. They want to just <laughs> lay on your shoulder, watch cartoons, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, the second time around has just given me a second chance to do the things that I never did before. And uh, even though Pearl and I have an amazing relationship, I think having this time with Paris to kind of watch her grow and be a part of her life more than just the guy that's coming in and out of town on Wednesdays and Sundays is is a little little bit better. The Friday Morning Conversation with Jake Owen. Let me remind everybody again, Jake has been nominated for a CMA award. He's nominated for Video of the Year for Homemade. Wow. It's uh, Jake. It stars Jake, but it's him like an autobiographical narrative of your grandparents, which is their story. You're playing yeah. your granddad. 
Yeah. Have the old hat on. It works, man. It was cool. It was pretty weird. I have a picture that we recreated as well of my grandmother, my grandfather. Um, and the girl that they chose to be in the video looked a lot like my, I call my nanny, nanny. So she looked a lot like my nanny. So it was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was a cool video. Obviously got nominated. So it's my first nomination. You know that I've never performed on an award show in my entire career. Wow. ACM, CNA, never. No, yeah. I would not think that. I, would, I, I was surprised that he hadn't been nominated for a CMA. He said, again, Jake has eight number one songs and, and tours like crazy. Hmm. And it's it's like one of the weird massive stars that have slipped through the cracks with the voters. And so it's like you you need some sort of drum to be beat in your honors. Cause if you I don't. You, I really don't, no, you, man. No, but, I, I like, I'm, I, I'm cool. I've had a great career, and I, I used to get mad at stuff like that. I really did. Like, all artists, like, I've seen artists do it. They tweet when they're like, oh, I didn't get the nominations, and I was like, stop. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. This so doesn't- how would you handle the anger if you didn't tweet? Like, where Don't would- get me wrong. I, I have anger. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no but I don't no, tweet about it, because what does that do? It only right. makes you look like, like you're sad and bitter about it. And right. um, to me, it just is what it is. Like, every business is a business, and behind the business, there's politics. And... Um, so I've, you know what, like I said, I, I get to wake up and watch cartoons with my little girl, man. And I get to live a life like a lot of people don't. And it's all because I sing music and songs and I surround myself with people that believe in me and they help me. And so for me to feel upset about not being nominated for things or not being on award shows or whatnot, it's really not fair to the people around me that work really hard to help place me in those positions. So Man, I don't know. I am pissed though about it. I'll be <laughs> we got him back. He's back, baby. He's back. Hey, did you know Mac Davis? Very well. He passed I, away earlier this week. Yeah, uh, Mac Davis. Uh, I can't say enough about that guy because um, I got to meet him for the first time about six years ago, if not more, seven years ago. Um, when I was at Country in the Rockies, I was I broke my collarbone coming down uh, the slope first day, first run fell on my face snowboarding, broke my collarbone, and I couldn't go home because I had this bone kind of coming out of my, my skin. And they wanted to do uh, surgery there, and I wouldn't let that happen. So they said, all right, we'll just have to wait two days, and then we'll, get, we'll fly us all home. So as I was sitting there in my room while everybody else is skiing the next day uh, on, like, whatever painkillers they gave me, I'm, like, sitting there, and I got a knock on the door. And uh, I said, come in, and came, comes in Mac Davis. And he's like, hey, man, I, I hurt my cornea. I can't ski, but I brought my guitar and just thought I could sit by your bed and play some songs for you. We can maybe write one. Wow. I was like, wow. <laughs> Mac, really? And he sat down with me for three hours, and I would say, hey, will you play um, like Hard to Be Humble? Or, or will you play uh, Happiness was, you know, uh, it was just Texas in my rearview mirror, Lubbock, Texas in my rearview mirror, and songs like uh, – I believe in music and all, watching Scotty grow. Uh, he, you know, he wrote uh, in the in, in the, the ghetto, ghetto. You know? yeah. for Elvis, and he wrote the uh, this huge hit Avicii had. That a lot of people like don't a know that. In Ibiza? No, no, that was Mike Posner. That was, that was his, his other buddy. He did not write that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's for the friend. He, uh, you gave me right. <laughs> thanks for chiming in, Amy. That's awesome. But no, Mac Davis, an amazing man. But uh, more importantly. I, how I got to know Mac outside of the music was he loves golf and he's a member at our golf club. And I just saw him last week. And every time I'd see Mac, he'd go, Jake, I've been thinking about something. And he'd go, what do you think of this? And then he would always run by a, a, a neat idea or a title to me. And I was always like, yeah, well, that's an awesome idea. And he'd look at me, he'd go, well, then let's ride it. 
<laughs> and we never did. But uh, I saw him last week at the golf course, and then to think that I talked to his wife the other night, um, texted her and told her I was there in my prayers, and I know that 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 she's struggling and their family. He's a great father. He's got he's got children. He's a husband. Um, so it's sad that he's gone. But more important, I think everybody send prayers and thoughts to his family because he's got a beautiful family. Do you know hard to be humble? I mean, I know a little bit of it. Lord, it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. I love looking in the mirror so I get better looking each day. You know the rest of this, Mr. Arkansas well, we man? we sing this at the end of games. That It's just the, the verse. When you came in and started playing it, I was like, oh, you're, I thought you were doing like a little homage to, to me and my Arkansas. To love me. <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was just doing a little homage to Mac because he's a great, great man. I should have known it wasn't about me. I'm so self-centered. I'm like, there's Jake playing another song for me. No, that's great. That's a really that's a really cool story. You mentioned golf. I'll say that I had been and had a couple people kind of work with me a little bit, and I really couldn't get anywhere, really wasn't getting any better at golf. So I send Jake a text message. I go, dude, I'm struggling. And he goes, all right, send me a video. So I sent Jake a video. And Jake goes home grabs all his gear, walks outside, and basically in, within a half hour sends me a full lesson back nice. on my phone. And he's like, this is what you're doing. He goes, do it. Da-da-da-da. So I walk over and I hit some balls. I got a little place over at the house. I can hit balls. So I hit, hit some balls, send him a video back. Like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. So tomorrow, next day he checks in. Hey, how's the swing going? Let me see it again. So for like two days, I'm getting a virtual golf lesson from Jake. And then he's like, let's play. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not playing. I'm not playing. <laughs> you're too good. You're like, nah. you're, are you the golf best it- golfer artist in country music? I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of great players, too, in this format that don't even talk about playing golf. Like, I saw Dustin Lynch in a golf ball a while back and blew my mind. Like, I was like, what? How do, I didn't even know you played golf. He's like, you know, I like that about certain college. people. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that either. He doesn't talk about it. Um, Kit Moore's a really good player. Uh, lots of guys are, are really good players, but... Would you bet on yourself in an artist golf tournament? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate you. I'll bet on myself. What was most- that song? It's- Lord, it's hard <laughs> to be humble. <laughs> okay. Yeah. When you're perfect in every yeah, right. way. It's funny that you like that song, Bobby. Yeah. That's what I sing every night when I go to bed. I look in the mirror. Uh, Jake Owen is here. You know, I remember the first time that I heard you play uh, Made For You. We were doing a charity event together in Texas. And it wasn't out yet. And I said, that Made For You song is like the greatest song I've ever heard. And you were like, yeah, I haven't put it out yet, but I love it. And then it ended up being a number one for you. And it, it still... No, it's actually been on the chart for about yeah, 19 weeks. Wait, and it still, just cracked the top 50. Are, are you? No way. I swear to you. No way. You're thinking of the wrong song. Made For You. Yeah. Nah. I was made. It's my current single on the radio. Are you kidding? Dude, it's been out for... You, look, you have a radio station with a massive, massive that audience That was reach. like three You can years make ago. the Bobby Bones show... Jake going all day every day. I could. I to. just thought. I guess because I, I love, love. like it so much and we've played it. Do I need to get on a mission to? I mean, dude, you told me how much you love the song. Yeah, I love it. This is by far my favorite song I've ever released. I think lyrically, it's one of the coolest, most well-written songs ever. But uh, yeah, you know, like I said earlier, Bo, you got to play the game, man. Are you, know you know kidding I mean? me, dude? Just broke the top fifty. It's been out for nineteen weeks. Bobby, we haven't even had it in the country top thirty. Huh. Okay, I'll, I'll change that. But I get that. it, though. It does seem, you know, like a massive smash hit, right? It does. Yeah. <laughs> I think, hey, play us, play us a verse and chorus. Or it's hard you. to be humble. No, that's true. Listen, especially when it's 
Hey, I didn't even write this song. And I, the day I heard it, it stopped me in my tracks. And I said, I have to record that. And you're right. I played this at Andy Roddick's deal yes. years ago, two or three years ago. And you told me that night. You said, what song was that? I said, man, I just found this song. And it's this is my fourth single off this album, which I'm proud of because uh, we had two number ones in the top five. And so this one I thought would be the big, the big, big one for me. So we're still cracking at it. But you haven't given up on this one yet. I, I don't know. I'm going to hop into a I'm meeting after this. Up. Yeah, I'd, after I'd, the meeting, you know, talk to your people. <laughs> I don't have any people, but I'm going to get in some sort of meeting. All right, here's Jake Owen. Water towers made for hearts and names. And Friday nights made for football games. And fallen leaves made for falling in And front porch steps made for good night kissing And I was made for you Yeah, I was made for you Like a ship without a sea or a song without a melody Yeah, I don't know where I'd be or what I'd do Yeah, cause I was made for you Come on, man. But that song, like I, I heard it and I always thought, man, when I meet somebody, I'm going to feel like that song makes sense. And it makes sense now to me. With Caitlin now. Like, I hear that song, and I'm like, it makes me think of her now. Like, I loved it before and rooted for it to happen to me. And now when I hear that, I'm like, man. like It happened. Yeah. Good we- for you, man. Weird. I like seeing that on I like seeing that on your posts. I told you that. I like seeing well, you. you met her, I too? I like seeing you in love. You met her? Uh, I think quickly. Yeah, yeah it, it, I met her. we were eating. Jake was just sitting at the bar eating in True Food. Which is another funny story, because I don't know. I'm a big car guy. I love cars. Always have. Uh and I have a really cool car, one, and and so, but no one I've ever seen has a car like my car. And I put like, and then all of a sudden, like I look outside and I thought the guy was moving my, moving my car. And then I realized, no, there's two cars out there, and they're exactly <laughs> the same. And then who's the guy driving the same exact car that I got? This guy. <laughs> yeah. I walked in. You don't have the wheels though. <laughs> you ain't got the wheels. Well, that's though. what he said. I said, hey. I knew we got the same car. And Jake goes, you ain't got the wheels. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> nice. Uh, Jake Owen is here. I'll ask you about weddings. You played Carly and Michael Ray's. That didn't work out. So now are you thinking? See, you my, should- own, my own marriage didn't work out. <laughs> so it's hard enough. Did you sing at your own wedding? No. That'd, no. That'd be awkward. I didn't. But I'm saying, would you not do another public wedding? Because if they also fail... It could be linked. I'll be honest with you. I don't feel like me playing at Carly and Michael's wedding has anything to do with their <laughs> wedding not working out. Uh, I'm yeah. just going to throw that out there. All right. um, but uh, all right, all right. it doesn't detour me. It doesn't detour me from playing uh, at anyone else's wedding, man. Because I do love love. I really do. As you said, my grandparents have been married for over seven years. My grand, my mom and dad, 40 years. I mean, I strive for that. Um, and I, and I just think love is like what makes the world go round. And, um, so I am bummed for them cause I'm friends with both of them. Um, so I'm bummed that didn't work out, but, uh, you know, if anybody needs me, you know, I'm a, <laughs> I can sing at weddings. Uh, Jake Owen is here. I got two more things for I'm you. I'm trying to figure your shirt out. Well, there's just a hand. I'm wearing this because I have to shoot some stuff today and you know, Kelly's here and she put me in this clothes, in these clothes. 
I, I just told Kelly back there, I said, Kelly, I found a picture the other day from years ago. It was the first time I ever met Kelly. And this is like 2012, maybe, or whatever. Someone sent it to me and they're like, look at you and your dad, how great this picture was. And all I could focus on was my hair was like flat ironed and it was like <laughs> really bad. And I thought... Kelly did that. And so, yeah, don't always believe what Kelly says is true. Well, she's been trying to get me where that shirt I'm just saying. I mean, I don't know. That shirt reminds me of my hair back in the day. <laughs> to be fair, styles... It looks good on you, though. You styles change. I will come to Kelly's defense in no, that. No, Kelly's stylish. I give her a hard time. She loves me. Hair... Cha- hair changes absolutely and yeah definitely you, Jake's hair you've evolved with it but I'm sure back in 2012 you were rocking it well I have a button up with a hand on it and I've tried not to wear it for about a year and a half now I went, and every week on American Idol she goes let's wear the hand shirt I'm like I don't think I'm ready for the hand shirt well now I'm wearing it for something we're shooting here so you guys have been planning the hand shirt well I've been trying to push the hand shirt away but now I've finally just given in I, wonder I get what, it yeah okay. what Amy I mean I wonder what why why we're I'm sure she knows better than I why we're pushing the hand shirt. Do you, I've got a question, though. Do you think as we all age, because I feel like when I look at you guys, like, you guys look incredible. You look great. And I like, and then don't we all think that as we get older, like, man, thank God, like, I feel like I'm looking my best now than, like, yeah. I did 10 years ago. Yeah. But, like, are we really? Are we going to look five years from now and be like, what was I thinking <laughs> that day? I was on Bobby Bones wearing that striped shirt. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. Overthinking it, I guess. Do you bet on sports at all? Uh, no, I don't really bet on anything. Uh, except just, yourself, which we, which we I would bet on myself yeah. because I can control that. But that's what I'm getting at. Like I can't, if I lose in golf or whatever and bet and it's on me, I can take it, but I can't bet on a team that like fumbles the football in the first, you know, play. And then I, I got to pay someone because of that. You know what I mean? Let's do a little bit of good day. It's not a song that's out, but I saw you play it on Twitter and you're like, Hey, wow. you, you played it on Twitter. And you even put up a little voice memo of maybe you doing a... Uh, um, I can remember it. Yeah, oh, well. I'll try this, yeah. You do me... remember everything, so I guess I maybe should have ran this by you before I asked you. No, it's all good. I, I, I wrote this song um, with uh, Will Weatherly, who's a great guy, and Ashley Gorley, who's had 50 number one hits. Uh, seriously. And um, it's really like one of the first times I've written with Ashley, but I... It's funny because Will is a great kind of track guy or whatever. And through this quarantine, I've been spending a lot of time at my house making up my own beats and stuff, you know. <laughs> but I had this thing where I was like, Ooh. and I was like, man, this thing feels good. It just feels I always try to write happy songs because I feel like people need to be happy, especially in a world right now that's crazy. And uh so I said, man, I just we need to write a song about having a good day. So it goes like this. And this is honest. This happened, you know. Uh, I didn't sleep too good last night. I got pounding in my head. Me and my girl had one of those fights. And my team, they lost again. Yeah, walked right out the front door, watched a bird fly across the sky. I went back in and I looked that man there in the mirror in the eye and he said, what if everybody tried it just for a day? They said, no matter what, I'm going to put a smile on my face. And if the rain comes down, it's fine. I've already made up my mind that today is going to be a good day. It's a day. Nice. Yeah. I just won that song right there. I don't know that I've even played that song since I wrote it. Man, that's fun. That's good. Jake Owen uh, here. Let me mention the Jake Owen Foundation. 
So you can go to jakeowenfoundation.org. What, so what was this about to you whenever you started Jake Owen Foundation? Thank you for asking. Uh, to me, I felt like I'd reached a point in my career where I could actually start doing something for people other than kind of, I feel like a lot of us as we're coming up as in this, in this artistry, we're really selfish. You have to be, you have to just concentrate on what you're doing and work, work, work that you tend to kind of have blinders on. Well, I hit a point where I realized people were listening and listening to what I was saying. And I had people that if, if I said, Hey, this is a great cause, try to donate towards it. And then, uh, my best friend, Marty Fish, who's from my hometown, he had his own foundation. He told me, let's start a concert. So we did that. And the next thing you know, it started growing. And really, we started with St. Jude Children's Hospital, which I know you guys are huge supporters of, um, and started the Jake Owen Foundation, which really our motto is helping people in the places they call home. Because I tend to travel all over this country. And when I meet someone, I wanted the ability to, if someone had something bad happen to them or, uh, and they have a charity foundation set up, we can just say, we got money for you. We want to take care of you and not have one certain thing. So we have many different beneficiaries from Autism Speaks. My, my brother's son is autistic. There's a lot of research and things that still need to be done with that. Habitat for Humanity, Boys and Girls Club. We've built baseball fields. I'm getting ready to help my hometown here in Kingston Springs build a new splash pad for all the kids of uh, Kingston Springs, Tennessee and, and the surrounding areas. So uh, that kind of stuff to me is so fun. And it's so uh, exciting because, again, like you get to team up with a lot of people and come together for great cause. So um, jakeowenfoundation.org. You can go and really learn more about what we do as opposed to this little 30-second synopsis here. But um, I really appreciate you guys bringing light to it because it's people like y'all that help us grow. There he is. Another A-plus appearance. There yeah. he is. Hey! Alpha Pound, our best guest. That's right. Uh, congratulations on the CMA nomination. I hope Thanks you, a lot, I hope man. you win. Thank you. You deserve to win. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Nobody put more time in a video than you did with that right there. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I don't know about that. No, I'm know. saying it right now. I talked to every single nominee, and I said, how much time did you put into it? And you won. Thanks. Appreciate yeah. that. You guys heard it here first. <laughs> Love y'all. Right. There he is. Jake, on, everybody. Woo. Nice shirt. <laughs> It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. When Corey Lilly saw on Facebook that an empty kayak had been found floating on the Kanawha River, he knew exactly where to find the missing kayaker. Now here's the story. Sam Davis had been out alone on the West Virginia River when his boat was found without him. So of course everybody's freaking out. Lilly though, who I talked about earlier, he's a professional kayaker. And he goes, all right. Search and rescue teams look from around 6 p.m., but they called it a night. And so he goes, okay, let me call some friends in instead who I often kayak with. And so they go out in the dark. They go to the one spot where he said, well, if I would have dumped over here, this is where I would have ended up. At nighttime, behind a waterfall, and they found the dude. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. He was alive and stable, hypothermia, obviously, because he was behind the waterfall for eight hours. Oh, my goodness. Crazy, huh? It's funny. This is what I do. Sometimes I'll lose my keys in my wallet. And exactly the same, right? I lose my keys in my wallet. <laughs> and I'll go, well, I don't know where they are at all, but where would I have left them accidentally? Or if I'm like, you know, oh, I'm, I'm looking for this book. I read it three years ago. Where would I put that thing when I was done with it? And I can 90% of the time go, okay, I don't remember, but I know me. I go right to it. That's what he did. Yeah. Crazy. But his wasn't near as cool as mine. No, no, no. Yours are his, his saved a life. Oh, and yours yeah, are more yeah. dangerous. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of <laughs> anyway, let me shout out Corey Lilly. That's a great story. He didn't have to hop in the rescue team. He did. He didn't have to go out at nighttime. He did. And then he found this guy with his buddies. There you go. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. 
go over to Nathan in Tampa, Florida, who's listening right now. Nathan, what's going on, man? Hey, good morning. How are y'all? Pretty good, man. What's going to do for you? Um, I was calling to tell Raymundo, uh, give him some advice. Uh, I just got married a month ago, uh, August 28th, and I know he's a big-time partier. So I was going to tell him, just honestly, take it easy on the drinks because the wedding goes by so fast. Uh, my wedding was five hours, and it seemed like maybe an hour and a half. And Ray, our wedding list went from about 100, 150 to about 50 people. He brings up a good point because Ray has one or two drinks and is just gone. Mm-hmm. Oddly, because Ray's a pretty thick guy, muscular guy, and he has like a couple drinks from a, a, a frou-frou, and he's out. So have you thought about drinking less during your wedding? Yeah, I probably won't drink at all. Nice. My parents don't drink, Grandma. None of my family has ever drank in front of me, so it'd just be awkward. Everybody else, please. We got kegs, White Claw, everything. You can name it. We got it. You have kegs and White Claw for like 20 total people? We're still working on that, but hoping for it. And you're not going to drink any of it? <laughs> Maybe the post-party when my parents go to bed. Whenever Lunchbox got married, Ray came to Lunch's wedding oh, absolutely boy. drunk. Oh, Couldn't boy. even walk. Yeah, he missed the wedding and just came to the reception, and his now fiance had to feed him by hand because he couldn't pick up food. He was dragging his legs as he's walking because he couldn't walk. <laughs> it, was, it was the most gross drunk I think I've seen in the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. That's you, though. Hey, stay true. And it was my first time in the city, basically, that I graduated in in five years. So I partied and I celebrated his wedding. But it was like his day and you made it about you. I did because I hadn't been back there in so long. So it really was a reunion for me as well. But you went back for his day. (laughs) It was his wedding. (laughs) I have no response. Okay. (laughs) Let's go over and get the big story in. Here we go. Thank you. Bobby's Big Story. Well, the big story is President Trump and the First Lady have tested positive for coronavirus. So I saw that Hope Hicks, who, you know, is an aide and has been with Trump for a long time. He announced on Twitter, I saw that she had it. And I was like, well, that's interesting. I wonder who she's been around. And then one, two, three. He's like, I got it. Yeah, I oddly was on ha- Air Force One with him. So. I oddly have someone that I'm pretty close to that's right in the middle of all that in that administration. And I never want to reveal my source for anything. It's pretty cool, though. But I, I get so much information that I can can never share. <laughs> I can't do anything with that it. That I can, like, break news constantly. It's not my job to do it. I don't care to do that part of it. But what I was told was she is not wasn't feeling good, right? Like, actually wasn't feeling good and sick. And he started to feel really bad. Like, oh, I felt terrible, like, tired. And so he got the test, and there we go. Let's hope to God that nobody gets sick sick from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I, yeah. He's going to have to quarantine now, though. They, yeah, I think they are for 14 days at the White House. Which, there's only 31 days till the election. I know. Wow. So, that stinks. We hope they all get better. And I'm sure there are going to be other positives that come from this. Because I was I was watching them talk about debate prep, and they were like, well, there were six people in the room, and none of us had masks on. Mm-hmm. I was watching Chris Christie talk about it this morning. Ugh. We we hope they, they bounce back and come out of this healthy and that this is the biggest part of the story. Us today going, they have it. Not anything worse than this. But that's the big story. But also, let this be a note and a reminder that you're talking about the person that had the most effort to keep him from getting it in the entire world probably, right? And he got it. And he got it. So that's how easy any of us could get it. Much easier. Like, they're testing everyone that even comes near him. To get near the president, you have to take a test. Which means, I'm sure at some point, hope was tested. But it must I'm going to have- tell you right now that... The story is, Hope may not have had it first. 
Oh, okay. They don't know. I'm just telling you. Well, whatever. Yeah. Okay. So, ooh. So now this is getting really scandalous. But does he put out the tweet that somebody else has it before him when he already knows he has it? So it looks like somebody else had it before he had it. Hey, listen. All I know is that. They're protecting him from this in every way, and he still got it. So all of us, just have, be careful. Wear a mask. Don't get too close to folks if you don't have to. That's it. Yeah, I think it's a good reminder part. for all of us. I imagine Trump has a pretty big detail making sure he doesn't get it. I imagine Zuckerberg, same. Like these guys that are—Elon Musk probably has folks constantly around him making sure that no one comes close to him. These people that if they get sick— the world makes a big directional turn mm-hmm. good for good or bad you know there's you know a few of those folks but yeah that's the big story and then the big reminder is if the president can get it and we're working so hard to make sure he doesn't anybody can get it and you just hope because he's old I 73 know. 74 years old not in shape you know yeah. you just hope to god it's it's one of the really light versions that his body's able to outrun the virus that's kind of what happens. I was watching this this um, kind of video podcast where this doctor was talking about what happens is it's like, and they dumb it down for people like me because I like to see analogies of real life human terms. And he's like, okay, we have two runners here. One runner is the virus. One runner is the, the body. Let's see who outruns who because it's like your your insides are fighting that virus. And if you can fight it, it holds it back. But if you it outruns your body, it wins. And the more it outruns your body, by the sicker you get. Yeah. And it can run faster if you have issues already with your body. Eddie, congratulations on running fast. Thank you. My Good body job. did a great job, yeah. and I'm proud of it. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, we should be celebrating your body. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Chris. Oh, that's close out the big story. That's the big story. There it is. Bobby's Big Story. Let's go to Christine in Massachusetts. It seems like Ray's wedding is the topic of discussion here. Hey, Christine, what do you want to say? Hey, good morning. Good mo- uh, morning, studio. Morning. morning. I was calling to see if any of you groomsmen have gotten fitted for your tuxes yet. I'm going this weekend as long as my illness clears. Um, I think Eddie already went. I already went. Guys, and, and the lady that measured me, she said, hey, get your other people to come. ASAP, let's she go. she comment on your body as she was measuring you? Like, this is the kind of body that would outrun <laughs> coronavirus. <laughs> she did not mention no. that, no. Um, I'm going this weekend. We have to go by the 7th, right, Ray? The 10th. The t- Okay. Lunch, when are you planning to go? Oh, uh, I may get there about the 9th. There's a conspiracy theory about Lunchbox not cutting his hair, by the way. Lunchbox has grown his hair out. He says it's not a joke. I agree with him. Yeah. But people say that you want to be kicked out of Ray's wedding so you don't have to go. Oh. So you're making yourself look as bad as possible. I mean, I am still a little nervous about standing, being around all those other people because these weddings and gatherings seem to be where the super spread happens. And so there is a little outbreak. But no, there's no conspiracy theory. It's just I decided, you know, it's Corona time. Might as well grow out my hair and look a little different and... Obviously, Ray and his fiance aren't happy about it. They don't want me to be my own individual person. They want me to conform. <laughs> Ray, what was the question you had about us taking a, a limo or something? Mm. Yeah, so uh, after the wedding, we're going to take a limo down to a venue that we're going to rent out, so we're going to be the only people there. So I wanted just to present that to you guys. Hey, if you don't feel safe, you don't need to come to the venue, but I want you to know there's a limo. There's something that only we're going to, a building downtown. It is a bar-type area, and it's going to be super fun, but it will be very safe. Socially distanced, you can wear a mask, and no outsiders, just us. How do you know it's going to be very safe? Is everybody getting tested? (laughs) My chick's been there about five times and vetted everything. No, 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 the people. (laughs) Like, I don't know that I'm going to go to the after party. Kayla and I talked about it. We're going to make a game time decision, but 
Again, if I get sick, it's not the after party, the reception. Whatever. <laughs> so after, party. After, after the wedding, after I know, party. I was just clarifying that now the reception, which was supposed to be out at the where the wedding is, has been moved to a venue, which does change things because it's not outside. Oh, so Bobby's talking about the people going and the people working at the venue. How do you know it's safe? That's, How do you know that anything's safe? I mean, Jake Owen was in here. Did, you, did he show you a test before he walked in? Well, he was eight, nine feet away. The workers. and I wasn't grinding on him to genuine pony, and that's what I plan to do at your reception. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'm just telling y'all, but there is going to be an after thing, and please, it's, let's do it. Let's do it big. I love how y'all, the guys, are calling it the this after thing. It's the reception, but it's Whatever. after the thing, yeah. the know, wedding. The, the thing wedding, is the wedding. I'm just clarifying for listeners are like, wait, there's a wedding, a reception, and then an after party. Like it would make sense you don't go to the after party, but you're saying I may not go to the reception, right. which is a really big part of someone's wedding. That's where the first dance happens, the mother daughter, the fought. Or mother, yeah, mother, whatever, yeah. <laughs> mother, son, the all the things dance. happen. And here's the thing: if I go to this and I get sick and I have to shut down, and people lose their jobs that are doing my oh, TV show, there's 40 people that depend on me to not get sick because I went. You know what? I should go dance it up at race party <laughs> after party. I'm gonna feel terribly guilty because I would Perception. go if it was just me. Right. Let's go, boss of the wall, baby. But they kept I, it under 30 people, but yeah, you're right. There's still going to be people there that you de- definitely don't know if they were tested or whatnot. Why don't you hire like one of these little nursing groups that can do our tests? That'd be amazing. Um, let me check the budget. <laughs> I think that's probably really expensive, right? All right. Uh, Christine, how do you feel about that whole answer and conversation? Well, well. <laughs> I'm glad you guys are finally going because I felt bad for uh, Ray and his soon wife to be. But that would be just like lunchbox to torture them till the end. So typical. Classic lunchbox, nice right? Lunch. Classic. All right. Thank you, Christine. Have a good day. <laughs> Have a good day, you guys. Love you. All right. See you later. Uh, Trey in Virginia. Let's do one more real quick. Trey, you're on the show. What's going on? Whoa, I actually got it. My wife is going to be so jealous, but morning, studio. Morning. Um, so I was listening, um, I'm at work right now, but I heard about, uh, the hair situation and the wedding with Ray. Um, I just wanted to say, let him keep it. My best friend was in my wedding. He was my best man. I got married three months ago and he had bright blue hair and he was like, I I know that y'all don't want me to have this. I'm like, it's you. You're like bright blue hair is you keep it. And he kept it and it was cool. Our pictures turned out great. I would think as long as that's him normally, like he's always got something going on. Yeah, but I tell you, the yeah. one thing that I just can't shake, we did group pictures once here on the show. <laughs> and Morgan, number one, who still works with me over in another capacity, just not on the show. She got her hair done all extra blonde, like one time in her life. And we do all these group pictures. We take it, and all of a sudden, she's this crazy blonde in these pictures. And then, like, a week later, she gets to change back to brown. So the only time she was ever blonde in her whole life is our press picture that we send out to everybody. And she looks nothing like it. And I was always like, why would you do it the week after we do the pictures? <laughs> I can't believe you're still holding on to that. Oh, he talks about it a lot. I know he does. Yeah. And it's weird. It blows like, his that mind. was years ago. I just can't believe you would go through some crazy change before we do something that's going to be held for a long time. <laughs> she probably was going to get her hair done and then wanted to feel good for the pictures. But so don't make thought, a big change before well, you have to do a big... Listen, I'm telling you what the thought process was, I'm sure, mm-hmm. as a female. And when you go get your hair done, or maybe she was going through something, she's like, you know what? I need a little bit of a change. I'm not thinking about my show pictures. I'm just thinking about how I want to feel good and I want to be blonde well, or whatever you should color. always think about show pictures. One oh. thing I've learned in life, you should well, always think about Is that about. why we haven't taken some since then? We because- haven't taken, yeah. Because I'm like, I don't want anybody changing their hair. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's it. A week or so ago, Mike D., who is a writer on the show, almost every game you hear, Mike D. has written it. 
He says, hey, I'm going to recommend everybody on the show a movie. And then if you don't like it, I'll serve the punishment. So he has a podcast called Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. And so why don't we just go down here? Who would you like to ask first, Mike, and get their review? Because if you don't give it four out of five, he's, he's done. He serves the punishment. So, Mike, who would you like to go with? Amy, you're first. Amy has been told to watch Always Be My Maybe. What was that about? It was on Netflix, and it was about the, this, this, these people. They were, grew up together, a boy and a girl. And then, like, they kind of had a thing right before they left for college. And then they grew up and went in their separate ways. And then it's about them getting back into each other's lives. Okay. I thought it was super cute. It was rated PG-13, which I watch PG-13 sometimes with my daughter. And so I was like, hey, come in my room. Let's, it'll be girl time. We'll watch this movie together. Uh, don't watch it with your kids. There's definitely some moments where I'm so glad it was over her head and she didn't catch on. And I fast forwarded through a couple of scenes. But we liked it. I, there was, I thought it was cute. We laughed. I, we enjoyed it. Maybe it's because I enjoyed time with her. So I'll give Mike the four out of five. Four out of five what? Um, chefs. Four out of five chefs. Mike is still alive. All right. Eddie, you got the outpost. I did. This is stressful. Okay. So, uh, I like the outpost. It was good. It's a movie about, uh, it's a true story, which I love true stories. It's a war movie. I love war movies. Um, and it's a, it's about, it's a group of, uh, this group in Afghanistan that were, Taking over a po- an outpost, and and they it's in a bad place, surrounded by mountains, uh, destined to be attacked. It's a suicide mission. That's what everyone said. Like if you're scheduled to be there, you're not going to make it out. It's just the way it is. And this group of guys, really, they get attacked by thousands of Taliban, and they make it out somehow. That's the story. It's history. Is that a spoiler? I, I think it's history, right? I think it was no, a big story in no. CNN. Okay. And, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's it's like Lone Survivor. You know that he survives. Right. He wrote a book about it. Right. So that's the story. Very emotional. Guys, not my favorite war movie. What do you give it? Oh, no, it's not my favorite Why war it movie. It's stressful. It's like it is stressful, yeah. but it's not one that I kind of want to see again. I don't want to be the one to do this. Hey, it's up to you, man. Do what you got to do. <laughs> I'm going to give it 3.5. Wow. Just oh, like that, Mike God. has been rocked. <laughs> But I, I, like, I thought about it hard. I just like I watched it and I said it's fine. I, I mean, it's a great movie and all, but three point five what? Taliban's interesting. <laughs> no, how about well, American not, heroes? Well, yeah, what well there's just a lot of them, so I'll just say Who that. Who are you rooting for? <laughs> no, yeah, the Americans. What, no, yeah. what are you talking about? Uh, Morgan number two. You had Chemical Hearts, which was the lowest rated of all the movies he recommended for people. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So he took a big chance with you here. What'd you do? Okay. Well, I mean, the movie was. <laughs> actually really sad very fault in our stars type movie I ended up crying a bit (laughs) normally that would like turn me off from a movie but it was really good it was about teenage this couple going through grief and kind of becoming new people out of it I have to give it four out of five okay 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 okay. I tell you what Mike if you make it through the rest of them you're still a winner okay good good okay thank you because I think lunchbox (laughs) is gonna slam Mike for sure I don't know, but I, if I know Lunchbox, he's going to slam Mike just for the sake of doing it. <laughs> Raymundo, you had a movie called Extraction. What's that about, and what would you rate it? Chris Hemsworth, he goes over to Dubai. He's paid to get kidnapped kids back to their family. So it's a very simple plot line to follow. The problem is it's action. I don't ever watch action movies, and when I started it, it was two hours. 
But Netflix apparently has 15 minutes of credits at the very end. It was only an hour and 45 minutes. I, uh, <laughs> Why are you telling the story like that, this? That was a breakdown that we did. Yeah. Because he's saying, don't be scared by the two-hour mark. You okay. got 15 minutes of credit. I was blown away how fast the movie moved because it's nonstop action. I guess that's what you get from an action film. Chris Hemsworth was a man, and it motivates you to be a man. There was so much blood, so I'm going to give it four wow. and a half blood splats out of five. Four and Michael. a half. Wow. Okay. Lunchbox, you got a movie called Searching. Yeah. 92% positive on Rotten Tomatoes. What was it oh, about? Oh, wow. So it starts off, it's a family, a father, husband, and wife with their daughter. Mom dies of cancer right off the bat. So then it's about a father and daughter being a single parent and how involved are you with your relationship with your, your kid. And the daughter goes missing. Okay. And it is the way it is shot is incredible because you're watching everything through a computer screen. So it's like you're watching news clips from the computer screen. You're watching the search bar as the dad's typing in whatever. Really awesome idea how they shot this movie. Really cool. And I asked my wife after, what do we give that? And we give it, I'm sorry, Mike, four stars. Wow. We give it four, you liked com- it, huh? four computer screens out of five. Very entertaining movie. Well, I was told to watch Honey Boy. I hated it. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. What is it about? Honey Boy? Yeah. It's, oh, it's Shia LaBeouf's life story, which that part's interesting. Okay. Because he's playing his dad. Oh. And he's got a guy. It's, it's based on him, and, and the guy is in rehab as him. But he's, his name's like Tommy or something. I don't know. But it's his, his story. And then the kid, him... And it, regardless, is too is fine. Is too slow. I give it two. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Even that good. bad? And Caitlin didn't like it either. And it got good reviews, but I think only because the snooty people review it. Huh. I didn't love it. I love that I'm. You not gave the it only a two one. out of what? I gave it two male pattern baldnesses because that's what his dad was. Okay. Out of five. <laughs> wow! Yeah. Oh Mark! I hated oh, to be Mike. the one to drop the hammer on it. Mike, what do you think about that? Go ahead, have a oh. moment. Well, I stand by my picks. Uh, sorry you didn't like that movie. I thought you would, but I'll go through with the punishment. Which is, I forget. Well, what we're going to do is, we originally had made an idea. We're, we're going to vote on what sign he should hold oh. out on the street next week. But wasn't Cuties one of the ideas? It was. Then? I don't think enough people will get that, yeah. though. Yeah, I think you're yeah. right. Because it's funny to us, because Lunchbox watched that movie, <laughs> right. and then listeners got mad at him. But yeah. it, they could think the little oranges that yeah. my kids eat. So we'll decide what Mike will have to go on the street next week and hold up a sign, whatever we say, and be out there for 30 minutes holding it up on a street corner. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Sorry, Mike D. Okay. But check out Mike D's podcast. <laughs> there you go. Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. There you go. Hey, call us if you want to say what's up. We'd love to talk to you. 877 877- 77 Bobby Morgan number two you'd like mine you should watch it I've seen yours it's really good oh never mind what's what's uh, what's going on to- yesterday what'd you do yesterday did you do soccer we came try to find your game you came well we saw some girls playing soccer on the side of the road we were driving and Caitlin goes that might be where they're playing so we whipped the car around went over there it wasn't them <laughs> Did you stay and watch the game? At no, least? I didn't. Do, you know, do you know how many random kids soccer games? Can be going I don't. On right that's now? why we didn't stop. I mean, that's why we stopped because I was like, oh, oh wow. it could be. That's hilarious. <laughs> yes, we had a game, uh, and we stay. So my my friend got in town. We went to my daughter's game, and then now my kids are cool, so they like to stay for the boys' game afterwards. So that's what we did the whole time. It was like soccer, soccer. What about you? I went to the doctor yesterday because I have this thing. It's not Corona. Been tested a few times, but I think it. Or at least I thought it was maybe a sinus infection because if I don't take care of this stuff, it happens. So I go to the doctor, 
and I'm in, and I'm, I, he's like, he's like, how long you had? I said, a week. My voice has been gone. I got all this stuff. It's just viral, so you just have to wait, right? Mm-hmm. There's no medicine. I don't want to take an antibiotic if I don't need an antibiotic. Because when I want medicine to work, you want it to I work. want it to work. Yeah. yeah. So I try to stay off of stuff, not because I don't want it. I would love to take antibiotic every day. Wake up. What time is it? 3.30 in the morning? Time to go to work? Time to get your antibiotic in. Mm-hmm. But I know if I do that every day, then when I really do need it, it's not going to be there for me. Because my body's used to it. So... I go and I'm like, I go back to Caitlin. I'm like, because oh, she had this a little bit before me, but I made the dumb statement of, yeah, but what I have those much worse than what you had, which wasn't fair to her. <laughs> and what I really think is she's just tougher at being sick than I am. Probably most women are. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. She said, you know, probably not. Maybe she goes, you may have it worse, but I think in general, women are just stronger when they're mm-hmm. sick than men. And I was like, yeah, maybe she has a point there. Although, if I can hurt my shoulder patting myself on the back here, I did every TV shoot I was supposed to do the last two days for iHeart Country. For a, We were out on the street, and I was struggling. Like, Ugh. But I'd stop, give me some water. I'm going to start coughing right now. Finish it up. Because I know this weekend, when I get all better, I'm going to be glad I did all that work. Proud of you. Thank you. As long as you're only hurt and not injured. That makes sense? If you're hurt, it means... Regardless of what else you do, you're not going to get any worse. It may feel, it may be uncomfortable. It may, hurt, may be painful to do. But if you're injured, you can actually make yourself worse and take a step back. Yeah. So I was only, quote, unquote, hurt. I wasn't injured. I also knew I wasn't getting anybody else sick, too, you know? But that's what I did yesterday. We, we started a show called Alive. What's anyone, that about? Anyone? No. No one? Where? No. What network? It's Hillary Swank on Netflix. Mike, have you started you mean it? Away? Oh, away, yeah. Yeah, so I, close. yeah I watched <laughs> okay, it. Okay, okay. Away? Let's try that again. Yeah, Mike watched it, said it was good, and encouraged me to finish it, so I finished it. I'm done. How many episodes in that first season? Six? Seven? Okay, Eight? I watched the first episode last night. She decide, She's on the first space mission to Mars, and they have to go oh, to the moon cool. to shoot back up to Mars. They have to go land. It takes three years round trip. Yeah, three, and so she has to leave her family. So is it, am I going to like it? We started it last night. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it was my pick. And so I always feel like, oh boy, here we go. If Caitlin doesn't like it. Because there's, mm. there's a bit of, yeah. oh, if I pick a wrong show, she's got to sit through every episode. But she's nailed them. She nailed Yellowstone with me and forced me to watch that. And so I don't want to pick a bad show. Yeah, you'll like it. I think there's some parts where you might think it's slow, but then it'll pick back up. Don't worry. All right. Same thing happened with the What's Yellowstone. What's it called? Alive? It's called Away. Away. Dude, it starts with A. <laughs> Type in A. It's called Away, and it's on Apple. No, it's on Netflix. Oh, oh see, here we yeah, go. it's oh, on Netflix. My, my bad. <laughs> All right. Uh, call us if you oh. want. We'd love to talk to you. 877-77-BOBBY. What? Well, the show I was watching on Apple is Tehran. <laughs> Did anybody watch that? No. Okay. No. It was really good. So that's a recommendation. What's it about? It's about like a undercover Mossad agent. So I don't know. They're Oh, I like to, those Jack Ryan type it, stuff. Yes, but it's a woman and she's going into Iran and but she's a Jewish, so that's dangerous. She can't go there. I mean, it's crazy. Like I I'm into it. Uh, so I haven't watched enough to give you a full review, but that's what I'm watching on Apple. Okay. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. Let's try Flashback Friday from the year 2010. Flashback Friday! On this day, the biggest country song back in 2010 was Blake Shelton, All About Tonight. It's all about tonight. Good times in the music. The biggest pop song is Bruno Mars, Just the Way You Are. There's not a thing that I would 
And the biggest thing of pop culture, Fox unveils the new panel of American Idol judges for season 10. Jennifer Lopez and Aerosmith frontman Steven Tyler join Randy Jackson. Jennifer Lopez was paid $12 million. Steven Tyler made 10 and Randy Jackson made $6.5 million. Wow. And, and so, they've been there the longest. Mm-hmm. But they're more famous. Yeah, sure. You got to negotiate to get them there. Yeah. So that was American Idol back in 2010. What were you up to in 2010? I was living in North Carolina because that's where my husband was stationed and doing the show from there. And when he would go to Afghanistan, I'd fly back to Austin and stay with my mom and do the show with you there. Yeah, that was right at the peak of our Austin days. Yeah. We hadn't been beating the ratings in like five years. We were just like, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> and I would, you know, we'd started to build affiliates. I was spending all my own money on on sh- on cities coming on. It was crazy. But it was really, a, that was really a great time. Like when you look back. Oh yeah, good time. Like that was a good old days. Those are the days. Uh, Eddie wasn't even on the show then. No, I was in new. I was back in news, but you and I were doing a lot of golf. Those yeah, days. we were playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eddie would leave work. I can say this, right? Yeah, I was my own boss in a weird way. He was a uh, photographer, like a camera guy, producer for the news station. And I'd be like, hey, man. And I used to have time to play golf then. And I was like, I'm going to go play golf. And he'd be like, cool. And he would just show up and not go to work all day. And then like four o'clock go in real quick and and act like he'd been out all day looking for news to cover. I would show up in the news truck with my golf clubs. (laughs) That's crazy. Uh, That's what's up. Amy, what's going on today and this weekend? Um, my friend Andrea, she's, speaking of back in the day, she's my best friend from high school, lives in Austin, and she's coming. She's a teacher, so she's coming to help me out a little bit with how to, she just has a lot of tricks because she teaches young kids, <laughs> and homework or practice at home is hard to navigate my house, so she's going to help me with some ways to encourage work to get done with it seeming like no effort at all. So there's just a lot of kid issues is what you're saying. Yeah, but okay. she's coming to help me and plus I'm excited to see her. What about you? Um, I'm just trying to get well. So I've limited my activities until I'm, I'm, I'm up and at them. I feel a lot better. Yeah. Hopefully I'll be back 100% on Sunday so we play basketball. But if not, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday. Bye, everybody. The Bobby Bone Show. Bobby Bone Show.